episode 471. Thank you all for listening to episode 470, End of an Era. I am Buck Futter, here with my co-host. Buck Butter. Peachy Parrot. Thanks to, did not expect that, Wes Anderson for moments in time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com. Mention Overline Podcast, and he will hook you up with that deal. Sorry to our uh, the guy that won, what was it, College Bowl Mania? Yeah. If he needed anything other than a 2X, I would have had it. So my apologies. We're still trying to get that order in. You will get your stuff and a little bit more. We're going we're gonna to hook you up. So, uh, and we're getting to the March Madness, what's going on there. We're out. We know that, but we'll get into that later. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the Toledo and surrounding areas and not Richmond, Virginia. Thank you, Sean. Thank you to Sparty Steve. And last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, make sure you get yourself over to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation from Connell. And in the meantime... Get to Amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks, But You Don't. So Peachy Parrot, why is, why is Parrot Peachy today? I don't know. I just got a strawberry peach mint breeze, so that's why I said Peachy Parrot. Well, sounds pretty good. Our Parrot is, is Parrot's going to be, Parrot might be the, uh, the club pro here at a golf course soon. That's scary. <laughs> you do a good job. It is very scary. I don't have any faith in it either. <laughs> what being the club pro with anything you know oh, that oh god here we go poor parrot at least you got this podcast to look forward to every each and every week that is true that is a valid valid point right there, there no i know i'll i know i would do great i'm not worried about that yeah no but in all seriousness best of luck to the parrot as he goes on to his next venture we'll carry that on off air the um Looking forward to the rest of the the final four this weekend. Uh, do do we know what the BG women did today? All I can tell you is, so you know how ah uh, fuck they lost. You know how they're tearing up Campbell Hill Road right there on Wooster. Yeah. So perfect time to start that with this game today because it was sold out. Mm-hmm. Dude, traffic out there because it's that's two lanes on each side, but now it's down to one lane. Traffic out there, absolutely bonkers for that game. So it was sold out. It was good to see that place packed, though. Yeah, the uh, Columbia won 77-70, and they're going to play probably Kansas because Kansas is winning 38-18 to in the third quarter. Hmm. So probably going to get Kansas and Columbia. Well, Should be interesting. Yeah, good run. So I had to – I want you to – so Shiv, um, our friend Shiv from uh, the former Grown Ups podcast, uh, I, I sent a message about this was when they won and got to the Fab Four of the NIT. He said, "Well, if they win it, it's unfortunate that they'll be the 65th best team in the in the women's basketball." And I just said, "Wrong." And he said, "Explain." And I'm like, "Well, real easy. When you're in a small conference, if you don't win that tournament, you're not getting in." Right. We see right now. Look, look what it would have happened if FA. Well, FAU probably would have got in either way, but maybe, yeah, with the thirty-one wins. But you look at these. You know, Miami. They're in the big. What they're in the big. They in the ACC. Miami's ACC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're ACC, so they can get in. But like San Diego State, you pretty much need to win if you're San Diego State. I mean, right. And same with FAU. They have thirty wins too. So yeah, so they're there, which is. Nice to see, and and we can just get right into March Madness. So we got our final four. Mm-hmm. We've got number nine FAU against number four or number five, excuse me, San Diego State, and then number five Miami against number four UConn. And uh, it's going to be interesting. What um what what do you think is going to happen this weekend in these games? Um, I mean, I think I, I like FAU honestly. Um, I think they're a pretty consistent team. I think it's. I think that game is going to be a lower scoring, the nerves of both teams. Um, it, it should be in and, and San Diego state plays good defense, but that's really what it's going to come down to. Cause honestly, San Diego state should not have beaten Creighton. Um, that was a terrible foul call at the end of that game. That game should have went to overtime at least. 
Um, but also Creighton blew like an eight point lead in the last, um, what, four minutes or whatever. So, you know, they, it, it should be Creighton FAU in all honesty, but um, I, I think FAU wins close, very close, just because San Diego State has been skirting by every game and they're just due to get beat in my mind. Um, so I'll go FAU there. And I think UConn Miami is going to be a fun game. Um, but I, I got to go with, um, you know, you got to, I got to go with UConn. But I could see Miami, I could see Miami beating them. But UConn, though, has looked the best out of everybody. They have just, I mean, they beat the shit out of Gonzaga. Yeah, like kick their ass. Yeah, which I did not see coming. You know, I figured that was going to be a close, tight game, high scoring. And I mean, they just shut down Gonzaga. They shut down Drew Timmy. Um, you know, they, they had the perfect game plan and no one else Gonzaga could make a shot. So, yeah, I, I think that, um, I think that UConn can do it. But I mean, look at Miami, man. Miami's had comeback wins, I think, in each of their games. And, you know, it really should be UConn and Texas. But, um, you know, Texas uh, went to trestle ball in the second half of that game on Miami and totally blew it. Miami just stormed right by them. So, um, but honestly, I would like to see, I would like to see any of those teams besides UConn win just because it would be their first national title. Yep. So, but again, I'd I'd still be okay with UConn winning too. They're so they're so, good. So I'm not going to go deep into it. I also have UConn FAU. What about you, Parrot? Yeah, that, that's that's exact. I have UConn FAU, but I I want to see FAU win. Same, and I agree with Bear. I want to see. I don't mind if UConn wins. They haven't won in a while. But uh, any of those other three teams is kind of who I'm pulling for. But really, FAU is who I want to see win because nobody would ever thought. Like, it's just awesome. So I'm I'm pulling for that. So championship game is what, Monday? Yes, Final Four Saturday. Championship game will be Monday. So you got FAU, UConn in the final. Uh, Parrot, who you got winning and what's the score? Um, I got FAU. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 60. No, I'm going to go 71-63. All right. Bear? Um, I go I go UConn. I think if UConn does get there, that they're gonna they're gonna win. Um, and I'd probably go UConn like 81-68. And I'm gonna go I, I would love to see FAU, so I'm just gonna go with them. And I want FAU over UConn 72 to 69, just because I want to see Jeremy win the merch. <laughs> so uh, and speaking of which, you want to go into that and what's going on? And you got our, our our boy, our our sixth podcaster in the background here. There we go. <laughs> he, he dancing back there. Someone's had too much sugar today. I can see that. Uh, yeah, he, he got a away. sugar stick and he's just <laughs> drinking like not a little pixie stick. This thing is like he's going to go grab it and he's going to show you how big this damn thing is. Jeez. Like a pixie stick. It's awful. Um, you got to go to school tomorrow. No, they're on spring break. Oh, it's spring break this week. Yeah. I forget about that when I'm not in school, about that whole spring break bullshit. There you go. Jeez, dear Lord. <laughs> it's like a, it's like the old, uh, it's like the old car racetrack that you'd have. Don't drink any more of that. That's a lot, dude. And here it comes back up. Yeah, it's, this is, well, it's live for us and we got to edit it, it and release it tomorrow. It looked like he was smelling Dub's fart from like episode six or whatever. Yeah, episode, four, episode 14. 14. Thank you for listening to episode 13. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks for coming on. We got to continue the show. So you got to roll on. I'll, I'll try your show. I'm going to try the sugar bear. Oh, boy. Here we go. And it's it's normal sugar, people, not booger sugar. So it's okay. It's legal. Great. didn't go to the U, so it's okay. They did the same exact thing. What is it? Sour sugar? Well, I should have just probably should have went uh, up the old uh, up the other way. Book <laughs> sugar, but pixie stick. Oh, oh yeah. my god, that's not. It's not that strong. It's just like it wasn't coming out, so I squeeze it and boom. Just all, yeah, <laughs> one of those numbers all goes. So for our turn, oh boy, here we go. Here's our guest. I had a cough earlier today, and I drank the sugar, and it was it was part of the red part, and it, and then I coughed and just red sugar went everywhere. Oh, jeez. You're like, he's like gangrel. All over his switch. Yeah, he got it all over the office in here. But uh, 
He's like a young gangrel. He's like, he is like a gangrel, but thanks, sir. Have fun. All right. Have a good night. We got a show to do. <laughs> have a good night. See you, buddy. Bye. Um, yeah, so tur- tournament challenge right now. We got two people tied in first who are totally finished with 660, um, and that would be the number one Brian Cardinal fan and go dogs, question mark. But RP Wiley Nine Longhorns is in second with 630 and has San Diego State making the podium. So if San Diego State beats FAU, he will, or I'm sorry, he or she, excuse me, we do not know who this is. He or she will win and be the uh, over the line podcast tournament champion, men's tournament champion. Um, if San Diego State loses to FAU, it'll be a tie and it'll go to the tiebreaker, which the number one Brian Cardinal fan final score is 74 72. And Go Dogs question mark is 74 73. Absolutely nuts that it's going to be that tight. Um, for what we have for the final. So I, I love chaos. So I'm, I'm rooting for San Diego State to lose, but I'm rooting for a tight game that comes down to what both of those scores could be because that that's crazy that both those guys have a uh, final score that close. No, it's, it's absolutely insane. Look forward to it. We're going to see what happens, but let's, uh, let's switch gears. Let's go over to Jolf. What happened, uh, what happened at the Dell Technologies last week? Match play. The old merch play, uh, Sam Burns destroyed Cam Young in the finals. Cam Young had a really good week, um, but lost in the finals, six and five. Won the second hole and then lost. <laughs> ended up losing uh, seven holes after that. So ended up uh, wrapping that one up on hole 13 for Sam Burns. So Sam Burns is la champion of the WGC match play. In the third place match, Rory McIlroy beat Scotty Scheffler two and one. For us on the pod, um, so I'll tell you how I did these standings because it is a little weird with match play. So uh, Dub got a seven out of Jason Day because he made the quarters and he lost to Scotty Shuffler in the quarters, but I did it by ranking. So since he was ranked higher, he got the seven. Um, Xander was the highest one ranked there. So Xander got the high spot, Day got it, and then it would have been Kitayama and then Hughes. So he, a seventh for him. Uh, Gray gets a 23 for Corey Connors because he had two points but didn't make the second round. So I took everybody with two points and then did their ranking. So that's where he came to. So pretty much he was the seventh loser off of 16 rank-wise. Because there, there was, I think, 12 guys with two points and then some with one and a half, which is what my guy had, Colin Morikawa. So I got a 29th out of him because he had one and a half points. And then Minwoo Lee and Sahith Tagala both only had one point. So those went that way where Parrot got a 34 out of Sahith and Cody got a 44 out of Minwoo. Even though they had the same points, Minwoo was just ranked lower. So he ended up getting the 44 there. So that's how we did the WGC um, match play this or last week, excuse me. This week, we go to the Valero Texas Open, TPC San Antonio. Um, week before the Masters, so there's not a lot of big names. Pretty much just guys trying to play themselves into the Masters this week. That's the big thing. Speaking of one, so uh, Parrot just okay. Parrot just sent that to me. Ricky Fowler has to win the Valero Texas Open yeah. to get into the Masters the following week. Yes. I feel like one of those that name is going to be behind one of these black boxes. Uh, you are correct, sir. But since you are first with 26.7 points, you get to go first. So uh, I'm going to take a guy that um, that uh, I think is going to win. So all I'm going to put there is. Oh, see, Woo Kim. He's going to win. Um, yeah, I mean, I think see, Woo can definitely win this tournament. There's no doubt about that. Um, and it should be pretty. Uh, he also, you know, can have a good week, should have a good week, but Siwoo can definitely win this tournament. Um, second, Dub, 29.8, took Terrell Hatton this week. Um, interesting pick. I just don't like picking guys at this course because there's been a history of guys who withdraw if they're not doing well or they're not feeling well to go to the Masters who are already in it. Terrell Hatton is already going to be in the Masters. So um, interesting pick from Dub. I have a feeling that he may withdraw, uh, just my personal opinion, because he's played like the last four weeks in a row. He is the so favorite. If he goes and shoots a 71 or something uh, and 
you know, the leaders at like 63, I could see him withdrawing and just going to Augusta. Just my personal opinion. Uh, third place is myself with 36.8 points. And I, sir, am going with Rickles Fowler. Um, yeah, he's got to win. Simple as that. But he also has been playing good golf. He beat John Rahm in the match play. So he he has a chance this week. And I think he had this opportunity a couple of years ago and finished like third or fourth. Um, not at this course, but needing to win before the Masters. So going, going Ricky this week. So, and then Parrot's taking Sam Ryder. And speaking of Parrot, he just sent me something else new. If a live player wants to break their contract, the penalty is two to four times their signing bonus. So, for example, if Brooks Kopika, as Dub would call him, Brooks Kepka, received $100 million as reported, that could mean a four hundred up to a $400 million penalty if he wanted to leave. <laughs> yep, and they got screwed into those contracts, didn't they? Holy shit. You knew there was a you knew there was gonna be a catch to their contract no, somehow. Knew there would be a catch. You knew it was there. Blood there's, money, no baby. Thing, there's no such thing in this world as guaranteed money. I'm sorry, there isn't. It's not a real thing. I mean, but I mean I guarantee well, you there's a little contract? bit of money like in my five wallet. Years, ten years. Uh, I don't know. We don't know. That's the whole point. Is that that I mean, think about it. No one heard anything about that until this probably came out now. So yeah, this is very, valid. Very interesting. All right, we need to make a pick for Cody. He hasn't picked yet. Uh, it's Texas, and I'm picking a guy who's from Texas who has actually played well at this course. I'm kind of helping Cody out, but he's kind of old and stinks now. But we're going with Ryan. I'm not Arnold Palmer for Cody, unless he sends us a pick at some point. But it only makes sense. We'll just go by his namesake. I <laughs> uh, love it. The, Here, one, um, la- one yeah, last ahead, thing on one last thing on that. It says the rep- the longest contract between a player and live golf is through the 2027 season. Hmm. Like Taylor Gooch signed a two year deal with him, so he's only contractually obligated for like last year and this year. Okay. So I think it's just varies by player, but yeah, from what I'm seeing, the longest contracts up to 2027. So that would have been what a five year deal. Yeah. It's not bad, so, though. Not I mean, yet. again, if you're into that, it's not bad. But if you're signing like a 10-year deal or something, they're kind of screwed. Yeah, that would that's a little rough. All right. Let's we'll get see. to NASCAR. 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 Uh, unless Parrot has more live information. I love the Parrot, you are like you you're finally living up to the name we gave you back in episode like. 14 <laughs> it's that, it's that guy. three years <laughs> yeah. later i mean well, he no, gives a I lot of good like, stats i love it because i just scroll through facebook and like a lot of the shit on my facebook is just stupid golf stuff so like i'll just send it to you as i see it that's how it should be that is how it should be parate all right nascar um coda last week crazy ass race um, yeah fucking one a. One was great that they – I love them not having stage breaks for road courses. I still think it's needed on super on, on our speedways, but for road courses, I thought it was great. Um, pit strategy was huge. We didn't have stops. It was awesome. There was, like, zero cautions until, obviously, the end of the race where it was 100 yeah. in a row. But it was a really, really good race. Um, I mean, you know, the two best cars of the day were Byron and Reddick, um, and it showed because they pretty much were the class of the field and dominated. Um, Tyler Reddick ended up winning the race after like 15 different restarts. Um, <laughs> at the end there, I think he had what three green white checkers in a row. I want to say, uh-huh. um, but ended up coming out with the W. Uh, Kyle Busch stuck his way into second. He was all the way back in like 20th, went on a different pit strategy and all the pit stops and everything, and he avoided some wrecks. So that was uh, good for him. Uh, Bowman was third. Chastain was fourth. Byron fifth. Cindric six, Stenhouse seven, Busher eighth, Ty Gibbs ninth, and Todd Gilliland tenth. How about that? And then Corey LaJoy 11th. How about some finishes there for those guys? Did not see those coming. Those are not, not road course sort of guys. Um, but other than that, it was, I mean, I thought it was a super good week of NASCAR. I, I really liked it and good for them. I think, um, I think they have something now with the, uh, they have something with the no stage breaks on road courses. I do like that. Yeah. 
So what's the uh, NASCAR standings now? I was going to say for us this week, uh, Dub got a 33 out of Dylan. I got a 34 out of Almondinger again. Same thing. Looked really good and wrapped at the end. Yeah, um, it screwed me. Like I noticed, to no surprise, sorry to cut you off, in our the other league you and I are in, we had every driver was the same again, mm-hmm. except I had, uh, I think, do we both have Dinger? Yes. Yep. I had somebody else that finished in the back and you had somebody that was closer to the front. I had Reddick. Yeah. Oh, you did have Reddick. Well, wait, no. What was Reddick? I had the he one drives the 45. Yeah, I had him too. Yeah. I had one. I went one, two, 16, 45. So I had um, Ross, Sindrick, D- Dinger, and um, Reddick. You had one, two, 16, 45. Yeah. I had one, 16, 20, Bell. That was the difference. Who was up there a lot of the race too? And I yeah, had they were all top kings. seven. I had Bell in my DraftKings lineup, but then our DraftKings looked pretty right. much the same too. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, that was crazy. I was in first. I was in last. I was in the middle. I was in second. I was in last, and then I finished like eighth. It was yeah, that was crazy. You, you and I, to no surprise, are eight points apart in that league too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean we're only like um, I think. 90 away from fur it's it's a lot tighter this year which i like so that's yeah it's good it. and it's fun i'm glad you got me into that because it's a lot of fun yeah it just gives us something to do but the best part is i just don't like you know like last year dude ran just ran away with it um so this year it's been a lot tighter so i i like that and, and it keeps everyone a little bit closer which is good um but we are going to richmond this week the toyota owners 400 at richmond 330 on sunday um and again back i'm sorry back where i was let me finish uh chastain gray got you a four chris boucher gets cody an eight and by the way you're going to see this in the rankings here cody has jumped to second um and kyle larson got parrot a 14th not bad but larson got some had some bad luck probably could have had a better finish so um new leader gray 14.8 followed closely in second by Cody Bryant with 15. <laughs> Cody Bryant. Myself in third with 16.7. Parrott was 17 in fourth. And Dub 19.2 in last. We're all tight. It's close still. It's early in the year, but we're all super close. I mean, one race can literally flip Dub to first and Gray to last. It's just how close we are right now. So it's great. That's what we need. Well, like, hold on a second, because that ain't going to happen this week. Because I'm going to cut you right off. That ain't happening this week, because I'm going with Dub here. I'm taking Denny Hamlin. Last four races, four top fives, one win. Denny Hamlin's winning this race. Yep. Uh, that's where I'm going. So I'm filling old Dennison right there, too. Um, yeah, I got to go with Hamlin this week. Hamlin dominates at Richmond. Um, no reason why he doesn't get a top 10, if not a top five, if not a W this week. Parrott has Rostifer Chastain and Cody for right now. Who are we going to pick? Who are we going to pick for Cody? Oh, Cody Bryant. Let's see. Do we want to keep them like close-ish? Uh, do we? Yeah, we do. We, okay, let's give him. I say Christopher Bell. And Christopher that's what Bell I was going to say. Christopher Bell well on this track. So let's give. He looks Cody like a, he Bell. looks like a Bell guy. So that will be a Christopher Bell for Cody Christopher Bell. And um, if he puts in his pick, then we'll change it to that. So it should be a good week for uh, Richmond this week. Uh, I think it's a 400 lapper. Always a good, always a good short track, um, but it, it should be a fun one this week in Richmond, Virginia. So uh, what's going on right now in AEW? You got it on? Mm-mm. I think. Uh... Who is that? Is that Hangman? Is that the Ring of Honor title or what is that? I don't even know. No, it's the, they have the American Championship. America. I have no idea. I don't know what's going on. I um, I don't know. It hasn't, AEW hasn't been that great lately, so. Danison's going to get him right here. So I'm finding out I'm I'm liking I like a lot of the back I'm, I like the backstories to the WWE I'm starting to like more I've been watching a lot of those online like how they're coming out and talking on podcasts and stuff now about how everything was back in the day and 
shit. I think that's been pretty interesting. What uh which ones, Parrot? Which ones are you talking about? Like um like Stone Cold has his podcast, and then like Undertaker's been on a couple just like talking about like, you know, wrestling people and um all that stuff. I've only listened to a couple so far, but pretty interesting. So are you gonna watch WrestleMania this weekend? Oh yeah, you got that's, the cock now. That's this weekend. Yes, yep. it is. Saturday, or, yep, Saturday and Sunday. I so, think. is it I'm always going to be? Is it just a forever two day model at this point? Most likely. I mean, I'm sure eventually they'll go back to one day, possibly. So, do they get know. more viewership in this two day model than they do in the one? Does it um, actually well, benefit they, them that much more? Like, it's genuine not that. question. It's, it's not that. It's the tickets they get to sell two days worth of tickets. Like COVID helped them tremendously with WrestleMania because it's like, oh, we can do this two nights now. Yeah. Well, and the main reason why they did it is because, I mean, think about it. Towards the end of those, those were like fucking eight-hour WrestleManias, man. They were brutal. You're starting to watch at 5 o'clock and you're done at midnight. Like, I mean, it's just exhausting. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So what are the... Are we picking the wrestling? Are we picking matches? Yeah, we're going to be. We're going okay. to be. Yep, we we, we um, are in a little bit. Yeah, we need to, uh, which I forgot to do. We need to. I already do got some... it, buddy. No, 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 MLB preview. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see you in September. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> well, we're doing, we're doing a simple one. We're not doing division. We'll do division winners in September. We just need. Uh... Division winners in September, eh? Yep, division winners in September. We just need. Did I send you that sheet? I'm just putting in the NBA one. Okay. Thought I have a. Oh yeah, there we go. I see you, MLB. Oh yeah, because we did put it on the same one. All right, so uh, we know Dub has the Mets over Yankees Subway Series two. Mets over Yankees in six. Six, I think he said. And. he didn't give us a surprise team. Which we didn't really have, but, you know. Yeah, but it's something fun to do. I'm sure he'll send this one. I'll text him right now. All right. Uh, Parrot, what do you think, man? God. <laughs> um, Jesus. I think the Yankees are going to be good. Um, so I'd probably go them in the AL. Um, as far as the NL... I'd probably go Atlanta. Still got a solid team, don't they? Oh yeah. I'd probably go Atlanta in the NL, and then I think think uh, I think Detroit's going to be a little bit better than they were last year. Who, 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 who's your winner? Oh, um, don't want to pick the Yankees because I fucking hate the Yankees. <laughs> so Bra- Braves over Yankees? Yeah. And I just can't games? pick the Yankees. I just don't like them. In how many games? Uh, six. In six. And you say your surprise team is the Tigers? Yeah, I think I think they have a shot. They could make the playoffs barely this year, maybe. I'm sure that's They're... what Dub will say, too. Huh? I'm sure that's what Dub will say, too. They probably won't, but I'm going to – I don't fucking know anything about baseball this year, so that's what I'm going to say. They're going to be dead last. Who's that? Probably the Tigers. Yeah, they they they're over under sixty nine and a half wins. Yeah, they're not going to do shit. Maybe the maybe we'll be surprised if they hit eighty wins. Um, I mean that's fifty fifty. That's a good season. If they have eighty wins, that's impressive. Yeah, see that 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 could be a surprise. I'm going to go back to what I think would be ninety six. I'm going to go Yankees because I don't give a shit over the San Diego Dads. In seven, okay. surprise, surprise team, team uh, which shouldn't be a surprise team, but I'm going to make them a surprise team because they should be. They should have always been good, but they just haven't been. Uh, the Angels, and um, we'll get into Otani. You know, they got Otani, they got Trout, they picked up uh, Hunter Renfro this year, Brandon Drury, Matt Moore, Tyler Anderson. Like they have the pieces. You have arguably Otani. Every best. year, man. Yeah, right. And Trout, you know, which well, Otani, Otani is the best all-around player in baseball. Oh, 100%. Not even there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And Trout is one of the top 
three, five when yep. he's when he's healthy. Yep. And um, you know, they have everybody. They have the team. And Otani, and I'm going to talk about that, but that's who I'm taking. But we'll get to the World Baseball Classic in a minute. So I'll let you go, Bear, on what your choices are this year. Well, it's funny because we didn't talk about this at all. And you took the team that I was going to take to win. I'm going with the dads from San Diego to win this year. Um, I'm, and I'm basing that hoping that Tatis doesn't get suspended again. Right. Um, but they're, they have a great, a great offense, great pitching staff. Um, I San Diego, I think, is going to be that. I mean, they could be a surprise team. They could be the champion. There's so much that San Diego has this year. Um, so I, I do think the Padres are going to get there. I think for my runner up, and this is a tough one because I, oh man, I just I don't want to put the stupid ass Astros there. It seems like it's just the easiest thing to do every year. Um, but I think with losing, losing Verlander, I know they have a good rotation, but it's going to be a little bit rough for them. So I'm going to say, I'm going to actually make my runner up the division winner of the AL East, which will be the Toronto Blue Jays. I could so see that. Padres over Blue Jays. I'm going to go six and, um, surprise team. The Toledo Mudhens. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Um, <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually going to their game Sunday, but fuck them. Um, That'll probably be the opening day game. Yeah, it might With the be rain it's coming. Supposed, it's supposed to be bad. They might get their game in on Friday, but they're definitely not getting it in Saturday. All right, Friday is supposed to be worse. Like, well, Friday, it's all supposed to start Friday night, so it's, it's all going to depend when that front comes through. Um. Oh man! See, I, I'm I'm almost pull like a a shit sort of surprise team here, but I mean my surprise team I think is going to be, which I know they just went to the World Series last year, but the Phillies. I mean they they have Hoskins just got injured, they lost a couple of key pieces. Harper's out for the first sixty games. I think there's no reason why them being a surprise they can't be a surprise team right i mean you just lost you, two of your three best hitters are out one for the whole season harper for the first quarter of the season right so i'm taking the phillies as my surprise team this year i'm thinking that they are going to win that division which um you know would be a surprise i think over the braves in my opinion yep that'll be good be interesting um but uh, with the World Baseball Classic, I don't think we covered it. I, I don't even know what it ended, but I know Japan had beat the United States and Otani struck out Trout, yeah. his teammate. And uh, Parrot sent me some fun stuff uh, in regard to that last week. So Otani hit a baseball 114 miles an hour. He threw a baseball 101.6, and he ran to first in 4.16 seconds. And on top of that, my favorite stat was – approximately 90 i couldn't believe this. this is unbelievable approximately 97.4 percent of tvs in japan were tuned in to watch uh, otani strike out trout to end the classic 97.4 percent that is a boatload that's impressive that's absolutely bonkers and you know what i love otani you know basically what he said was um the americans they're our friends but tonight we have to beat them and then we can be friends again. You know, it was just, just what a respectable guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I fell asleep before the end of the game. It was a good game. I mean, the, the, you know, they started off, started off hot. Uh, the United States did and then gave up a couple, but yeah, to see or to have, or to watch the next day of Otani striking out trout. That was pretty cool. Right. I agree. And then uh, real quick, a couple of interesting facts before we get to wrestling. So, Bear, I saw this and uh, it made me laugh. Uh, numbers that allude to sexual things like 69, satanic references like 666, 666, or ones linked to white supremacy like 1418 or 1488 are banned from Jeopardy bids. What? Yeah, uh, found that interesting. The um, So Marvin Harrison Jr. had scouts buzzing at Ohio State's Pro Day uh, when he's eligible for next year's draft. Did you send me this too, Parrot? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you probably did. And then, uh, all this shit. Jordan Reed said in a text about Marvin Harrison from an NFL scout at Ohio State's Pro Day, it's like window shopping at a Lamborghini dealership for the model that doesn't come out until next year. 
Dude is good. I mean, he's a stud. We already know. And he's just going to hopefully stay healthy. Like just, he's going to likely be a first rounder. Hopefully he can, uh, he won't fall to Dallas unless Dallas sucks this year, but I don't think they'll suck that bad. Uh I don't think he's going to fall out of the top 10 picks. Yeah, I don't. I think as long as he's healthy, he stays top 10 all day. Yep. He's man. He's just fun to watch. Glad we get to watch him another year. He's Um, an all around stud too. Yep. Agreed. Uh, in wrestling, so big news today. Uh, they are, as I mentioned last week, that they wanted to put in a uh, referee in the Hall of Fame. Tim White. Timmy White. Yep. He's going to be put into the Hall of Fame. So he's going in with Rey Mysterio, the Great Muda, Andy Coffin, and Stacy Keebler. Uh, I think it's a great class. It's a yes, fantastic it class. I mean, you have um, you have uh, you know one of the best uh, divas of all time, honestly. Um, you know, Timmy White, unfortunately, posthumously, um, sadly, because he passed away, I think it was last year or two years ago. Right. Um, just recently. But um, and, you know, Great Muda, obviously big in Japan. So I think they have a really good class this year. And, you know, Ray Ray, it's unfortunate because Ray Ray probably going to lose. But. Yep. And we'll talk about that. Uh, something the DDP said, if I was Tony Khan. I never would have let Cody Rhodes go. To me, it was like when Eric Bischoff let go of Stone Cold Steve Austin. I was like, no, not him, not him. We all know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew letting Cody go was a mistake by AEW, but Tony Khan thought because his audience wasn't because his audience wasn't cheering for Cody, that meant he wasn't a star. That's like WWE letting John Cena or Roman Reigns because the crowd booed them when they got shoved down their throats. Meanwhile, Cody was extremely over in AEW. He would have been the biggest heel in the company if they would have excuse me, would have turned him. Now, instead, he's the biggest baby face in WWE. Cody was the only grown-up in the room, it seems. Once he left, all the drama started. You see what Moxley just said about that, too? Mm -mm. Moxley just came out on a podcast and said that out of everywhere he's worked, everywhere, I mean everywhere, talking the indies and everything, he goes, AEW is the most dramatic place he's ever worked in his entire life. Oh, he actually did come out and say it. Oh, yeah, straight up. Really? And he... He did. He said, "Where I'm at now." That's all he said. He didn't say. He said, "Where I'm at now." Well, that's because you know, as we mentioned before, months ago, the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah, and that's, that's why W. That's why WWE is where it is because Vince. Fuck you, Vince was like, "This is my care. company." He didn't and that's what he said. He said, "Yeah, go ahead." I mean, he lost his biggest star, Hulk Hogan, and still came out ahead. Like <laughs> it, it took it took five years, but he came out ahead. Mm-hmm. Because he knows what he's doing. He never let the wrestlers have the company. No. And the, or the talent. I don't even want to say wrestlers. The talent have the company. And it was like, Vince, for all the shit that Vince has done bad, negatively, the dude is a smart businessman. Yes, he is. And that's exactly what uh, exactly what Tony Khan is not. Dad is. Shot is. Not Tony. Yeah. I mean, they still get viewers. They still get everything. But eventually, this is going to go. And uh, whoever owns Disney's going to own AEW as well as WWE or Amazon or whomever. But they want uh, six billion. And speaking of six billion, uh, I saw that the they put together that bid for the uh, Washington Commanders and submitted to old uh, old Dan Snyder, uh, the group that's not led by Magic Johnson, but he's part of that group. Mm-hmm. They officially submitted their six billion dollar bid for the Commanders. Whew. Is that insane? Absolutely insane. Um, here, this is another fun about uh, WrestleMania coming this week. There's there will be some corporate AR branding at WrestleMania. I, somebody said this on the the pro wrestling uh, Facebook I follow, Pro Wrestling Network, and it says AR branding at WrestleMania. I don't know who all the sponsors are for this year. I wonder what matches get. What match gets this? Hell in a cinnamon toast crunch cell, where every time Edge and Balor hit each other, the cinnamon crunch characters will appear behind them like a JoJo stand. Oh, or maybe, or maybe Austin Theory will come out riding a giant Beyblade, or maybe Brock Lesnar versus Omos will be in a Skittles taste the rainbow match, where you have to throw your opponent into a pool full of Skittles. <laughs> I'd pay to watch that one. That would be a good one. So those crunch one would be pretty good too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, good news for AEW New Japan. Forbidden Door is virtually sold out. The only tickets left are are, are the high-priced platinum seats and tickets on resale. 
So it's on June 25th from the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, available tickets right now, 107. Current setup has it's set up for 12,972, um, and they've distributed 12,865. So okay. that's from patreon.com slash wrestle ticks. So good for that. Yeah. Uh, another fun thing there were uh, WrestleNomics posted two charts showing the top merch sellers over the past several months for both AEW and WWE. So this could be past, present, whomever. This is just merch, top selling merch. Who is the top selling merch getter for the last couple of months? Or excuse me, for March. March alone, just March. In WWE, let's start with that. Parrot, you can throw out names too. Um, it's a WWE, right? Yep. Past, present, um, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm going to guess Cena. Cena's three. Probably Stone Cold. Number one. <laughs> so one and three. Those, so those are the only two that are former slash current. So the Styles. rest are current. AJ Styles. Uh, nope, he's not up there. Really? I thought he was popular. He is, but he's been injured. Um, Lesnar? Nope. They don't have 7, 9, and 10 on here. It just says question marks, but I assume that they could. Well, here, let me see. Um, yeah, they don't have him on there. Bray Wyatt might be up there. Bianca? Is it a woman? No, they don't have that there. NWO is up there, too, by the way. Jesus. Like in eight, ninth or 10th. Mm. Trying to think who would be selling merch right now. Can't be Orton. No. Come on. You guys are you're overthinking this. We've got some big matches this weekend. Involving I don't, know any, uh, I don't know any Cody, of the matches. Cody's two. Roman. Six. Six. I figured that bloodline stuff would be flying off the shelves. Um, well, it's been flying off for months, so you know it's true. Three other guys are on the card this weekend, too. The other three names I have. Edge. Nope. No. Oh. Seth? He's number four. Okay. Ray Ray? Nope. The other two are Canadian friends. Oh, KO and Sammy? Yep. Hmm. Sammy five, KO eight. Now what about AEW? Hangman? Hangman is eight. Wow. You'll love this. AEW generic is number three, which is just AEW. Jesus. Uh, Mox, got to be there. Well, yeah, I'll give it Blackpool uh, Combat Club. They're nine. Um, MJF? Uh, it's more of a heel sort of thing that they would like buying that shit. He's number four. Okay. And this is for all of 2023, by the way, for AEW. God, Sting isn't up there, is he? Ten. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. Um, Omega? Uh, Kenny Omega is seven, and he's number one in March. What about the Bucks? They got to be there. Elite's number two. Number one. Uh, Jericho? The, oh, no, he's not up there. Number one. Oh, really? The acclaimed? The acclaimed. Huh? Number one. Damn, I, I hope they're making money on that. I'm sure they are. Well, let's hope they are. Um, the Elite 2, AEW Generic 3, MJF 4, Danhausen and FTR 5, Briscoe 6, Omega 7, Hangman 8, Blackpool Combat Club 9, and Stag 10. Um, one thing I also read, so 
Uh, something also happened last week. Josh uh, Alexander suffered a torn triceps, needs surgery, so he had to vacate the Impact World Championship. And this is something I read. So this this was interesting, and I can agree with this. So from Wrestling Glory Days, uh, Shawn Michaels' 1996 world title reign should have been a bigger deal than it is in ring-wise. It may have been the best in company history. Unfortunately, it did not carry over at the box office. Shawn had great matches with everybody he worked with. Every pay-per-view match was a match of the year candidate. That's how great he was in the ring. WWF was getting crushed by WCW as they started the NWO angle in the spring of 96. Mm-hmm. WWE was still trying to figure out its own identity at that point. New Generation was a failure, and their way of creativity was antiquated. None of this was Sean's fault. Sean Michaels title reign should have been in a higher regard because it happened in the, in, because if it happened in the last five years, it would have been top five, top 10 reigns in company history. We have an entire generation of talent that wanted to emulate Sean, something I don't think he even saw coming. Who said this? Uh, Wrestling's glory days. I mean, I can't, you can't say that the new generation was a failure. I mean, it wasn't a failure. But I, I do agree with most of that statement. But saying the new generation is a failure is not true because the new generation was like everyone thinks it was earlier than what it was. But really, it was like 96 right to the attitude era. But I agree with the whole thing about Sean. I mean, our, people arguably say he's the greatest in-ring performer they've yeah. ever worked with. Um, Taker, you know, finally came out and gave his, you know, his four at the top because he said what did he say he said andre stone cold yep uh who else did he say did he say great muda i think he said muda i think he said flair i thought i don't know if he said flair or he might have said flair hogan is what he said but he said "Eh." and he said you know why yeah (laughs) yeah he kind of threw some shade on him which is a little bit funny yeah it, it was it was pretty interesting you know he didn't put he didn't put Sean on there, which is fine because Sean, you know, Sean was the best in, and he would put that up there uh, as in-ring performer. Yes, um, he would definitely have that as in-ring, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. But, I mean, he's right, right? The problem yeah, he, is... You're right. He did say Andre and Flair. Yeah, he said problem, those two are easy. The problem is um, Sean took... Sean had four years off. That's why he can't. If Sean worked those four years... Um, he would have easily been right up there, no doubt, because he would have feuded with Stone Cold for a while. Yep, it's true. Said he lost to him at 14. Yep, um, so we got Andre Flair, Austin Hogan, which I can agree with. Asterix Hogan, <laughs> yeah. So, who would have been who do you think? Because so it would have been Cena, right, in the 2000s. 2000s early 2010s and then now you would have to say it's probably roman oh yes i would say so roman's the guy i mean rock is up there too but he i mean austin i mean randy had a good run a good healthy run over the last five ten years you know and a guy that's up there for the industry so just for fun um so let's let's do two separate mount rushmore's What's your opinion on Mount Rushmore? One, so number one, what they did for the business, and two, just your favorites. Okay. Um, so for the business, let's say, I mean, Stone Cold for sure. Unfortunately, Hogan, just a fact, right? Um Flair. I mean, and honestly, if you really want to go business-wise, right? You're going to have the same four I did. You, uh, I don't think so. You got to say Bischoff. Okay. Bischoff changed the entire landscape of the business with what he did. So he's not a wrestler, but if we're talking business – that would be it. I'm not saying Andre didn't change the business, but he didn't really do anything, right? I mean, Andre was just yeah. Andre was big. He was the guy. He was just the big guy. Hogan and Andre changed the business, but Hogan's run was impeccable. 
Yep. And uh, mine was very close to the same. Same idea. Flair, Hogan, um, unfortunately, Hogan, and um, Austin, of course, and Vince. Yep. That was my guy. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, yep. Vince went in. They were small time. Took over basically all the territories, went national, and we are where we are today because of that. So yeah, either way, good. Parrot, who uh and okay, first off, let's go favorites. We know Parrot, your favorite four wrestlers, because I know you won't do it for the business. Yeah, because I don't I just don't know. So my favorite four wrestlers are Cena, Taker, um, Um, Rey Mysterio and Hornswoggle. Uh, I love it. Bear? Um, yeah, favorite for me would be uh, Stone Cold, Cena, Taker, and mm, that's a tough one. I'd say Flair. Mm, I like it. And for me, um, Shawn Michaels, of course, number one. Uh, AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, and I always interchange the last guy because it could be. It just depends. I, I mean, it's like an asterisk there. You know, I've always had CM Punk there. Sting has always been there. You know, Colts. You know, classic Sting. Yeah. Grandpa Sting. Um, and uh, so we had what Sting, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton. Always liked them all. It just depends at the time. And, um, you know, now uh, I don't watch enough AEW to put people up there, but uh, for the purposes of current in WWE, I mean, you still got guys that have been there forever, but it's, you know, Roman's looking good. I I enjoy Finn Balor. You know, he's up there too. Mm -hmm. Seth Rollins is up there. Um, It's just, they're all fun. So it's interchangeable at four. I know, but my solid three will always be Michaels and AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. And it was cool that I got to see Jericho against AJ Styles back at Fastlane 2016. Mm-hmm. That was that was like a that was that was fucking awesome. The dream and, you know, that was a dream match for me. Yeah. And um, you know, so and, and you know what? I, I even have to put Hunter in there. Uh, he's he's an interchangeable one too because I mean he was always fun. He face. He would be in there for mine as well. It, again, is uh like if there was a top ten, he'd be right about there. Yeah, agreed. All right, so we know we got WrestleMania this weekend. We've got thirteen matches, thirteen. So let's get started right into there, Barry. You can type them in. I'll read them if you don't mind. Um, and we'll go across the board. So first match. Austin Theory, your United States champion against John Cena. Peapod has Theory winning that match. Bear? Yeah, I have Theory as well. Parrot? Uh, Give me the Theory. I'm going to go Theory as well. I hope Cena puts him over. Theory's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, I just say that because I just don't think he's going to He's just not going to come back and do anything. He's not going to get that belt. This could be, this next one, uh, could be a fucking match of the WrestleMania. It really could be. And um, Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. I 100% agree with you. Logan is fun. And now he's playing into the heat, you know, because he knows he's not going to, they tried to get him as a face and they realize like, uh, no. People hate him, you know, and they boo. It's perfect. Yeah. Dude's got talent. They can't deny it. Nobody denies it. It's just he's getting the heat now. I love it. Let him embrace it. I'm, I hope he makes it to my top uh, five someday <laughs> because this dude's fun. So, Seth for Peapot. I'm going to go um, uh, Seth. Seth seems logical, but I really want to see Logan Paul win. So, I'm going to go Logan Paul. Parrot? I'm going Logan Paul. Also going Logan Paul. 
I think, uh, I mean, he hasn't really gotten a win yet. <laughs> he's right. not winning anything, so he's got to win eventually. The match he had with Roman, probably Roman's best match mm-hmm. that he's had in a long time. And just the craziest shit I've ever seen, live streaming, <laughs> you know, his jump from the fucking yeah. and, and people just have to realize, first off, how insane it is to jump from the top rope to the table, the announce table. And this guy live streams it. Yeah. And does it and lands and it makes it with ease yeah with unbelievable ease. and then he had of course a spot at the rumble with ricochet which was just cool even mm-hmm. though cody hates it fuck cody so <laughs> uh next match trish stratus lita becky lynch versus damage control in a six-woman tag team match damage control for peapod i think he's wrong you're gonna go classic trish lita and becky lynch for me yep that's where i'm going all right same all right uh, singles match, Brock Lesnar versus Omos. Give me Brock. Lesnar for Peapod, Bear. Yeah, I mean, I can't, they can't give Omos another win, so I'm going to go Lesnar. I'm going to go Lesnar as well. I think the only way we see Omos win is uh, the Hurt Business gets back together because now Bobby's not on the card. Which that thing you said about him and Brian Cage would be he's awesome. Not, they're not on the card right now, but yeah. Or Brian Cage comes out and does something. This, yeah, if he's there, who knows? It, it could be hurt business. I think get back together. You know, they got Cedric back, and um, I, I could see them having a interference in this, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Ashka for the Raw Women's Championship. Peapod took Bianca, and I'm, I'm going to agree with him. I, I don't think Asuka's going to get the belt here. I agree. I'm going to go with Bianca, and I think Asuka, after the match, uh, finally makes her heel turn. Pardon me, Asuka. All right. Uh, Charlotte Flair, your SmackDown Women's Champion against Rhea Ripley. Rhea for Peapod, Rhea for me. Araya for me, not going to be an 18-time champion if you don't lose some more. Right. Give me Araya. All right. Uh, triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. The guy who's probably going to be the top heel in the business eventually, Gunther, your Intercontinental Champion, versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Gunther for Peapod, also the same for me. I think he's going to get to that longest reigning uh, Intercontinental Champion soon. Parata. Give me Seamus. Seamus. Parata. I'm also going Gunther here. Um, just don't think Seamus or Drew need the Intercontinental title. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. doesn't make sense. I have a feeling something's going to happen where Seamus and Drew are going to kind of turn on each other and then they're going to start feuding for a SummerSlam coming up would be my guess. And Gunther is going to go on to something else. So, uh, yeah, Gunther for me. All right, we've got Edge versus the Demon. We're getting the Demon, Finn Balor. Yep, and we're going to get... Uh, Hell, Demon and a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cell. And we're going to get um, the old, old uh, Demon Edge, right? Potentially with Christian and Gangrel there is the... Is the yeah. Well, Gangrel and, for sure, but Christian. And we're getting the original-looking cage. Yes, I heard that. Not the red one. Back to the old Hell in a Cell, so... Love it. Edge for me. Yeah, Edge. Edge for Peapod. Parrot. We go edge as well. A little education for everybody. Men's WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag team match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha uh, uh, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis versus the Viking Raiders. Uh Alpha Academy for Peapod. I'm going Street Profits. That's who I was gonna pick too. Actually, nice bear. Yeah, I'm also going with the Street Profits here. Um, I think that um, the Viking Raiders are nobodies, and Alpha Academy is going to break up. Strowman and Ricochet are just kind of thrown together. So, what's this for? Is it anything, or is it just to get them on the card? Just to get them on the card, and then Friday is the Friday is the um, Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Okay, I gotcha. All right, and you got to do the women's one as well. Yep, skip that one. The women's WrestleMania showcase 
Pedro Fourway, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez against Natalia and Shotzi against Ronda and Shayna against Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. And Pod took Liv and Raquel. I like Ronda and Shayna. I like the Chelsea pair. Chelsea and Sonia. I like Liv and Raquel too. I agree with the Peapod here. All right. Um, the for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship, the Usos, Usos. against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Zayn and Owens for Peapod. I'm going there as well. I think we. Uh, I think the whole bloodline loses all their belts this weekend. So Owens and Zayn for me. Give me the Usos. Owens and Zane for me as well. But I would not be so shocked if the Usos won. Ray Mastrio against Dominic Mastrio. Yeah, Ray's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. This is probably the toughest one to pick because Ray's going to the Hall of Fame. So in all that, he should win. But also, hey, he's going to want to Dub surprise team, same Angel. surprise. Angles, yes, the, the Los Angeles angles, the right angles, not the left angles. Um, yeah, Pod took Ray. I just, man, I don't know. Come back to me on this one. You guys go first because I'm still deciding. This could be his last match. Um, maybe going to the Hall of Fame, you know, fighting his son. Way to go out, put his son over, Dom. I'm going Ray. I'm going to go Dom, too. That's where I was leaning. That's what my gut said. Um, so I'm going to stick with it. Because I think you're right. I think he's going to retire after this match. He's going to put it down in the ring. He's going to be done. Let his Put his son over. I think they'll have a nice moment. Um, and then he'll, he'll retire. This will be it for Ray Ray. All right. And then Thunderdome Rome. Against Cody Rose for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Now, Peapod took Cody, and Bear, I see you're taking Cody. This is a uh, this is a big deal because this could be he holds the belt that his dad never got to. You know, there's talk that they're just gonna get rid of the Universal and just have one new belt, which I could see. Um, you know, but there's so much going on here. You know, Roman almost to a thousand days, like. I would love to see that in my lifetime. And so, you know, it's like a tough one, but I think their plan all along has been to put it on Cody. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Cody, but if Roman wins, I won't be angry. I'm going to take Roman here. It's not a bad pick. Yeah. Um, Roman it's he done. He's going away. You'll see him again at SummerSlam. He's going to get his well-deserved break, and he ain't going with the title. This is true. Well, Brock did. Why can't Rome? <laughs> because I don't think he wants it. I think he wants to get rid of this belt and just go away. Yeah. And Brock, and Brock, you know, he, he was supposed to fight potentially Bray, and he said no. He wasn't fighting him. Mm-hmm. And you know Brock can do that. <laughs> Brock be like, I ain't coming, which is surprising because he gets Omos. But yeah, but you know, take down another big fella, Bray. All who knows what's up with Bray? Said he's hurt or illness or some shit. But we'll see. But the standings here: Peapod twenty, Bear nineteen, me sixteen, Cody's only picked twice fifteen, Dub's only picked twice fourteen, Parrot eight seven. I even gave him one extra. Parrot's at seven. Have I picked every time? Yes, you have. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's sad. You're left, you're I left like right up here, though. Yeah, I do too. You actually picked and listened, and I think you made a good pick. Made some good picks, and you know those those ones you picked at the end there. They're not they're not bad. I mean, even though you're by yourself, Usos not a bad pick. Roman not a bad pick. We'll see. Anything could happen. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. I think you made some good picks this time. You should get. I'd say anywhere between eight to ten. Yep, I agree. 
that would be pretty cool. All right. Well, there's that one. We'll get Dub and Cody's picks in here uh, before Saturday. They're right. Just busy bees. Yeah. Preach to the choir, boys. The, uh, they, they ain't that busy. Bear, we busy and we still find time. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. Yep. All right. So we'll end this one. Thank you to Wes Anderson for Moments in Time. Thank you to All Work Clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Connell Barrett, DatingTransformation.com, and Sparty Steve, as always, from Buck Futter. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to WrestleMania 87 Hours Long. Stay peachy, fam. Stay peachy, fam.